Waka. Hello, I'm B. Nicole, and this is Buried on the Tundra. I wish to acknowledge that I record this podcast on the ancestral land of the Yupik Chupik people. I acknowledge this is not only in thanks to the indigenous communities who have held relationships with the land for generations, but also in recognition of the historical and ongoing legacy of colonialism. Additionally, I acknowledge this as a point of reflection for all of us as we work towards dismantling colonial practices. Alaska had some big true crime news this week. Robin Pelkey has been identified through DNA and genetic genealogy. 37 years ago, the 19-year-old Robin was murdered by serial killer Robert Hansen, the butcher baker. Only one set of remains have not been identified from Robert Hansen, a native woman known as Eklutna Annie. Investigators are hopeful that she too will be identified using the same process. Kongiganak, Alaska is 70 miles southwest of Bethel. This is about a 36 minute bush flight. In 2010, the population was 439. There were about 79 households and 60 families in 2000. The racial makeup also in the 2000 census was 2.79% white, 95.82% Alaskan native, 1.39% two or more races, and 1.67% Hispanic. The median income of a household was $33,250 and 34,750 was the median income for a family. About 19.4% of families and 13.8% of the population were below the poverty line. Kongiganak is also known as Kong. Kong is two miles from the Bering Sea. It is separated into two sections known as housing and downtown. Housing is the new built housing and downtown has all the businesses, post office, stores, churches, along with some older housing. The village of Kong has no running water. Instead, they use honey buckets. The post office in a village is a vital source of everything. People get their medicine, food, money, all through the mail. And usually they depend on at least one to two workers. And if somebody is sick, then you don't have the mail for the day. Also, if you're sending mail out to a village, you can put general delivery and most of the time the postmaster will know who that person is in the village and it will get to them. Sarah Paul, who was the postmaster for Kongiganak Post Office from 2000 to 2018, 
pled guilty to embezzlement in May of 2021. Paul admitted to stealing $9,222.17 in her last months in 2018. The money was from stamp sales and money orders. Paul used the money to make personal purchases. Paul pled guilty to misappropriation of postal funds. Paul must follow a list of conditions for 18 months, and prosecutors will dismiss the charges and release her from supervision. She must also pay back the money and be a law-abiding citizen during this time. If the conditions are not met, Paul could get up to 10 years in prison and fines up to $250,000. But this isn't the first time a postmaster has stolen from Kongiganak Post Office. In 2011, a federal judge sentenced a postal worker from Kongiganak, Agnes Ivan, to five years of probation as well as to pay full restitution. The 26-year-old Ivan took $10,000 from a package labeled from First National Bank, Alaska, and addressed to the Kong Power Plant. Ivan also pled guilty and used the money to make personal purchases. The terms of Ivan's agreement included she would not possess alcohol and must notify future employers of her conviction. You can find case pictures, source materials, and a case map showing you the locations of each of the villages I've talked about. Go to buriedonthetundra.com. You can follow me on Facebook at Buried on the Tundra. You can also follow me on Instagram at Buried on the Tundra Podcast. Like, subscribe, review the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Next week, we're going to look at the mysterious death of Marion Ivan. If you'd like to suggest a case, please send an email to buriedonthetundra at gmail.com. Warmest wishes from the coldest state. <laughs>